Examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan directed Western Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Megan Coleman from MASH Minute. I'm Tierney Steele from MASH Minute. My goodness! Welcome to Minute 91. This is a minute that starts with Kevin Klein approaching Ray to talk and ends with Kevin Costner about to enjoy some pie. Delicious pie. Megan, I had written down for minute 91 since this is our first minute with everyone that we should introduce ourselves and our overall reactions to the film and we should say where we're at in the plot of the movie and uh wowza the plot of this movie uh this is part of my overall reaction to the film okay is there any way to say like what's going on in this film because i was a first time watcher of silverado for this project and i was lost so much of the time. And you know what? You know what turned it around, Megan? And I ended up really... I mean, because I really liked the movie overall. I did have a slight problem in that it's full of stars. And so I'm going to refer to them by their real names because... Same. Same. I, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to the actress who plays Ray that I remember her name, but not yours. Do you know what it reminded me of, though? And then I was just like, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this adventure. It reminded me of Robert Altman's MASH. Interesting, because I got Big Chill vibes. And apparently Lawrence also wrote the Big Chill, or directed the oh, Big yes. Chill. Yes. The, the the famous people, all the famous people. How did all they the famous all end people. up in this movie, by the way? <laughs> what was I just... There are so many where it's like, look, I know your name is a character. I'm never going to remember that. But since I actually did get uh, negative feedback when I called What's-His-Face from Die Hard Carl Winslow the entire time I was on the podcast, <laughs> I will try. I won't, I won't call them by their character names in other media. How's that for a compromise, folks? <laughs> All right. So my whole thing was I was watching this movie and I was enjoying the scenes. But if you had asked me like, okay, where are we in the plot? What's the plot of this movie? Holy crap. I wouldn't have known what to say. Things just kept happening. I felt like there was times where it almost felt like little vignettes, if you will. And they could almost stand alone. But that's what I thought of our boy, Bobby. Bobby. (laughs) It just, it really did. By the end of the movie, I was like, oh, this is Western MASH. Like, here's your core group of guys, and here are seven million other people. (laughs) And we're just going to go from adventure to adventure. So to be fair, I seem to recall, hold on, I'm looking it up really quick. There was one of the reviews at the time. I think it was in the Christian Science Monitor. Yes, this is on the Wikipedia. David Sterrett, who is was the film critic at the time, or the one writing the review at least, said that the cinematography by John Bailey is stunning, but noted frustratingly that like the last movie Lawrence Cashin gave us, The Big Chill, it's best when carefully chosen cast throws itself into developing characters and building their relationships. Okay. Which I kind of agree with, because there's parts of it where it feels like, I know this story's moving, and I don't know where it's going, and I'm not really <laughs> sure I where I came from, even I though don't I really just understand what watched just happened. 15 minutes of the first, you know. Yep. And then yep. near the end, it finally seems to be like, oh, 
Oh, oh, this is, oh, this is going somewhere. Oh, see, here's a laugh. Even at the end, I was, I was like, what just happened? Well, yes, there was that. <laughs> I did notice when I first Googled Silverado and Google gives you like what other people have Googled. The how does Silverado end question mark was like number one. <laughs> And I will say, we are not alone in this and we're not, like, harping on it. When you look at the Wikipedia entry for Silverado, what the movie is about does not factor into the little lead above the table of contents at all. Nope. And the IMDb plot description is a misfit bunch of friends comes together to fight the injustices which exist in a small town. Which is not wrong. Which is not wrong. Some of them are brothers and some of them have never met before. And some of them met before, but a really long time before. And some of them met before, but hated each other. But now they work together because the other guy's brother was kissing and killed. And it just, oh oh man, it was a lot to walk into and have no idea what was happening. And I really, I'm telling you, I just went with the ride. I just went with the ride (laughs) and enjoyed the vignettes and that like each character had their own thing going on. And then at the end of the day, I was like, that was a fun couple of hours. I'm glad I watched that. But if you asked me what had happened, who anyone's name was, no. I think I know for my brain. (laughs) I could tell you Ray and that's about it. Everyone else is like, Kevin Costner, Kevin yeah. Costner, you know. Kid named Augie. <laughs> Kid, that's that's all you're getting Kid out of named me. Augie. I'm sorry, actor <laughs> who played Augie. I don't know your name. So there is a little bit of drama of uh, <clears throat> Kevin Klein. Let's just call him Kevin Klein. Telling <laughs> Ray, you know, it doesn't look good. And what I really like is, are, are, are we, what? Well, no, I don't want to spoil how this ends. I just want to say, if you know how this movie ends, I think you get to see a glimpse of what's coming for Kevin Klein's character. Of he's going to be the responsible one. He's going to... That's all I'm going to say. That's yes. all I'm going to say. You don't want to Yes. This. No, no, I agree. I would, I would agree with that. Even though that's maybe not purposely foreshadowing. Maybe. Who knows? But... Yeah. I just... The way he walked up and the conversation they had, I was like, okay, I can see, I can see where his character is going to end up. I think you see a little bit of glimpse of that. And then Phoebe comes running up completely oblivious to everything. God bless. (laughs) Then we, we change scenes. Costner gets off his horse. He's going into the uh, house and you're getting really ominous music for a shot that ends on pie and milk. Yes. Maybe apple pie. Is it sad that I wrote that down in my notes? Apple pie. Is he eating apple pie? Question mark. Possibly. And the world's largest glass of milk. I, one, I just, yes. And that's not accurate. I'm sure there's a larger one, but that's all right. But yeah, so, so we think there's not like a ton happening in this minute, which is why I was like, this will be a good chance to say kind of our experience with the movie. Or lack thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof. I was aware that this movie existed. I do think it suffers from it being superstar Western. I but think if you that, isn't that kind of like an eighties movie thing though? It seems to me it like in the eighties it felt like 80s. they had to I mean, I know I, I guess Kevin Costner wasn't quite Kevin Costner at this point. I mean No. We'll talk about that later this week. But, but, but do you know what I yeah. mean? But it almost seems like we need to shove almost as many stars as possible into a film. And that way maybe you might recognize one of them and you would show up to the movie theater. I don't know. That is a very late eighties, early nineties is when that would peak. Yes. No, I just and 
And my thing is actually more of, I would have happily watched a movie that was any one of these plots on its own. Like Mal and his father and their sister. Like, I was fascinated. Mm -hmm. I thought that was amazing. And I would have watched a whole movie of like those guys. But I didn't understand where Patchman was coming into things. You know, like it just. Yeah. Vignettes. Yeah. Vignettes. Yeah. I, I, you're right. And you know what? I need to shut up and go back to my going with the flow, <laughs> which is what I love. One thing that I did think of broader than just Silverado, but researching Silverado brought me to it, is because I had never seen this movie before, even though I'm a child of the 80s, grew up on it, loved movies, had seen so many things, knew all these actors. And uh, when I was looking at Lawrence Kasdan's IMDb, I found a quote from him that says, you can tell any story in a Western, how can you not be fascinated by them? And I had to kind of sit with myself and be like, I don't know that I'm fascinated with Westerns. I've studied enough Lucas and Spielberg that I feel like I should be watching Westerns and know a lot more about them. But I kind of don't. I kind of just know the references that they put in their movies. I just, maybe it's a kid of the 80s thing. These were not what we grew up with. No, I didn't really watch Westerns till I got in my 20s. And that's only because it was on, like, there's nothing else on cable movie time that looked good. Or you got sucked into it somehow. Or I went through a fa- I also went through a phase where we watched a lot of B-movies. And, like, so you- we watched a lot of spaghetti Westerns. And we watched a lot of, like, the movies that didn't get well-funded for probably obvious reasons. But still somehow managed to get made. And, um... <laughs> You know what I realized right as you were saying that? That's war movies for me. You would just turn on television on Memorial Day weekend and there they would be and you would watch them. What were they? It didn't matter. (laughs) I I watched all the war movies, you know, starring one person who was a star that one year in 1947 or whatever. And... (laughs) That, you don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> They're all actual, you know, sailors <laughs> for the day or something. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it was that I grew up in a house where you popped on the crappy war movie, not the spaghetti western. I, I mean, I watched F Troop. Does that count? Does that? No. That, that's like negative credibility in this genre. <laughs> that was my only experience of westerns. I swear to God was watching F Troop. <laughs> Did, did you up. watch? Did you grow up watching Western TV shows at all? I have like named reruns? the only one I can think of. <laughs> Fair. I am frantically flipping through like the Disney live action catalog in my mind. So, to so see like if no Davy Crockett, no, no, not the Disney fifties black no, and white. I, like Davy Crockett. I was no. aware of Davy Crockett's song. I knew he had a song, and I knew some guy had a big blue ox, and they neither of them were Johnny Appleseed. And like we have now exhausted you, my knowledge of that Americana. <laughs> so you never saw Shane. Shane, come back, Shane. No, when you said Shane like that, I almost started singing. (laughs) He's gonna live forever. He's gonna learn how to fly. Hi! Yeah. Wow. uh, I'm really giving away my uh, background. So yes, theater kids, war movies. No, 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 but I have a question. Wait, so you've never heard of the book or the movie Shane? I've definitely heard of the movie Shane. I am aware that it is a thing that exists. I have no idea what it is about. Or okay. Anything. Okay, because that's what makes your like musical. I don't want to say entourage. That's not right. Your um, <laughs> your musical interruption to my interruption flourish to my Shay. Shay seem. Does he not live I, forever? <laughs> he does not live forever. <laughs> 
Shade's a little bit of a doubter. Ah, <laughs> uh, as as I somebody came to the desk recently at my library work at and was like, I need something uplifting, and I said, so not melancholy, not a downer. They're like, Ugh. yes. Oh well, so when you said so, you never saw Davy Crockett. My first thought was, I thought Davy Crockett was like woods. I have seen well, some Alamo okay. stuff. It's not, I guess Does it's not count? like Western, Western, but I guess I associate it with Western because my dad was like, when he was a kid, he was super into Davy Crockett and like the Westerns, as you were in the okay. 50s, right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. That's, and so I grew up a lot with like, when I go to my grandparents' house because they had cable, like I'd see all these like, I don't even remember what half of them are called, but it would just be like, insert white people mm-hmm. into a black and white Western film set. And then the only non-white people are the bad natives, right? And like the Americans, the white people, and they're Italian. the greatest. And then my dad would, right. And my dad'd be like, it's not totally how it works that way, but that's what they wanted us to know. <laughs> yeah. Which is true. Equally problematic on the representation front, but uh, I was obsessed with Lawrence of Arabia. So, mm. and that's deserts. So, deserts, but that's also. I'm segueing back around. Oh! My big Western film was uh, 1990-somethings Wild Wild West, also starring Kevin Klein. That's about as much as I know about, like, with the big, with, with Will Smith and the song. Oh, oh, oh. It oh. actually has one of my favorite line deliveries of all time in that movie by Kevin Klein. so. Uh, okay. Yeah. And now we have to run. Wait, quick question. Did you ever get sucked into Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? No. Oh! Because that was kind of big when we were kids. Like, in reruns, even though it was also still airing new episodes on CBS. But, like, you know, hey, syndication makes you money, so who cares? No. No Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. No Touch by an Angel. But, do you remember, it? we had the book, and then it was a film um, by What's-Her-Face that went on to ER eventually. Um, Christy? Oh. Where she's the, yes. the schoolroom, yes. one-room yeah, schoolhouse like, teacher? That's like the West before the real West happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 1830s. Is that a Western or was it Vermont? I can't remember. Um, that's a there very were a good, lot of stories like that. I want to say Tennessee. I could be wrong on that, but I yeah. feel like you know, like 1830s, like before the West is really the West. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Manifest Destiny so, is still a glint in our eye. And you know, I would have to say, I cannot like, believe I just uttered those words. Um, you know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Uh, Back to the Future Three. I knew all of Back to the Future Three. That's okay. Western. So yeah, Little House on the Prairie. I read, like, one of the books, but I didn't get into it. You have never seen Gunsmoke or Bonanza? Bun- Bun- nope. Or Big Valley? Mm-mm. Or Maverick? You never saw Mm-mm. Maverick? <gasps> I feel like Yeah, and Top to Gun, it was Western- real sad when Goose died. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no James Gardner as a cowboy for you. Okay. No. <laughs> but it was a delight to me how much fun I had with this movie. Even though I had... No idea what was going on a lot of the time. And I'm clearly not well-versed in the genre. And I think that's really a credit to the writer. Like, it just, it's still enjoyable. Like, you don't have to be a fan of Westerns to enjoy Silverado. No, that's true. Sorry, it's not actually called Gun Guns, but it has. It was that 80s one with all the, the hot 80s stars being Western Oh, people. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and my mom always called it Young Buns because... <laughs> I've heard other people call it that too, but it's Young Guns. It's 1988. Okay, it's after. Uh, All right. Um, so, and it's funny because in the, all the research on this, Lawrence Kasdan is like, oh yeah, and Westerns, they weren't a thing anymore. We brought them back. And I'm like, I feel like Westerns never really died. 
I feel like, like yeah, exactly. every few they just... years there would be another one. Had this one ever crossed your path before? No. And okay. I feel like when Jim picks these, like, Jeff Goldblum always seems to be involved somehow. Is this like... <laughs> oh, we'll get to you, Jeffy boy. Yes, because I didn't realize he was in this, so I'm watching it, and I'm, you know, confused and not confused, and wondered for a little while if it was because I'm a toddler mom, so I'm automatically tired all the time. But then I was like, wait, how the hell did Jeff Goldblum show up in this? <laughs> but yes, I feel like even now people are like, oh, there aren't Westerns. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, is it one of the big shows on Netflix right now? Like, kind of a mm-hmm. modern day Western? Like, There's a Yellowstone people went crazy for. Yes, that's what I was thinking oh, of. Oh, what like was the Walker, one? Longmire. When Walker came back and I just heard today on a podcast they're going to do a prequel to Walker Tex- about like the founding of the Texas Rangers. Interesting. So there's definitely stuff around. Um, Anson Mount was the star with Common of a show about the Pacific, the building of the rail transcontinental railroad. Mm-hmm. I know why I am confused and my brain is bouncing all over because I had Kirsten as my American Girl doll. So that's like Minnesota. Oh, that's Minnesota. So it's not Western, but it kind of. What kind of is? It's like some of the what... tropes are there, but yes. not like Mesa tropes. No, it's like Western for girls who were born in the 80s, right? I mean, she's still around though, right? They didn't retire her, right? But like, you wouldn't consider the story of Kirsten Larson a Western. But it, but there's Native Americans. There's one room well, schoolhouses. What about Little House on the Prairie though? Like, I mean, I know it's problematic now, which is fine. I totally understand. I just, you know, it's hard when you realize your childhood was maybe problematic. Yeah. Ask me how good Alec Guinness was in Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, guess what nationality he ain't. So yeah, it, uh, it, it happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I did very much enjoy that Jeff Goldblum is in our cowboy movie. That's how I will think of him. And we get to see him later this week, folks. So do not despair oh, yeah. if you're do like... Do not despair. We, get, we have a Jeff sighting. This is our white minute, okay, people? So brace yourselves. The other thing I really wanted to do before we wrap up, so we mentioned at the top we're for MASH Minute. In case that was not obvious already in the yes. very Robert Altman way that we're... Robert Altman <laughs> saved my experience of like, I don't know what's going on in this movie, but that's okay. Sometimes you don't know what's going It'll on in the movie. Out. Sometimes that's because you don't understand the plot. And sometimes that's because there isn't one. And that's okay. Or it could be a little column A, column B. Like there's a very <laughs> loose plot. It's going to get there to some connecting point, but it's okay. Yeah. Pie. Who wasn't like pie? If people go back and listen to that, or actually when I release the remaster season, uh-huh. but if you go back and listen, mashminute.com does have everything right now. And uh, in those episodes, we are mothers of newborns and now we are mothers of toddlers. In fact, I am sitting on the floor in my toddler's room as he sleeps in a queen-size bed that he has now decided is the only place he can sleep. <laughs> Yes, my husband just texted me that my toddler um, is in her her latest bedtime tactic to not go to bed is that her, quote, your child is treating the clothing tag as if it was her imaginary friend, unquote. (laughs) I do love how it's your child when something comes up. We often refer to our child as the child, as if she's like (laughs) on the Mandalorian or something. (laughs) What ruins it is we... um, we have a son, and uh, we had just, when I was pregnant, we started listening to the podcast, The Greatest Generation, which does Star Trek show, and they started with The Next Generation, The Greatest Generation. It's really great. 
Ben and Adam, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Although it is very irreverent, it does not take itself seriously. And there are a lot of jokes about Wesley, the boy. And so we can't, and then they they had a drop that was everyone saying, Wesley, the boy. And then Beverly Crusher going, my son. And so, and then I had a son and it was like, we're never going to be able to like say this without doing the whole thing, are we? So, um, yeah, hopefully my audio quality is good uh, as I lay on, what's the Soder Island or whatever it is, but uh, things have changed a little bit. We're still sleep deprived, so... (laughs) Yeah. That's where we're at, and um, we do a lot of other podcasting on the side, although yours is mostly, like, in-house library stuff, because you are still actually using our degree from grad school. (laughs) Sometimes question mark (laughs) but we're gonna be here all week we have a really exciting week coming up so yeah this was just the you know it was pie minute sorry guys pie i'm saying it's apple pie because there's a pile of apples on the on the table pie is going to continue into next minute and i'm actually going to be amazed if we make it through two episodes without me singing the song oh wait no here it goes me me oh my i love pie (laughs) which is Literally a tidbit from the movie Michael. Does everyone who was on a plane in the mid-90s remember the John Travolta film Michael? <laughs> yes. He was the angel, right? He was the, yeah. the angel Michael in that. Um, yep. Yeah. My dad, because my dad's name is Michael, everyone gave him like Michael t-shirts that year. It was, you know, kind of like, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I found one in the basement the other day. I was like, you still have this one? <laughs> I could tell you so little about that movie, but yeah, by God, I, I remember like, her singing about pie because I do it every Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, me, oh my, I love pie. And we'll see what happens with this pie tomorrow. You know, they could maybe tell us what their favorite pie is on social Whoa. media. Whoa. You can find the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener's Saloon on Facebook if you're still there. And if not, if you do the tweets, you can go to Silverado Minute. Oh, I, I said it wrong. It, I said I was going to say minute by minute. It's Silverado MXM. Get it? Minute by minute? Or you just go to SilveradoMinute.com. That works too. If you you can do whatever you did, do it again to get this back. But um, especially because it's minute ninety one, you probably have this down to a uh, science. But if you just found us, welcome. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which likes to tell me to listen to podcasts I'm on, which is hilarious, or in Google Play. That's all the plugs. Uh, last thing that Jim gave us as a note is that the yeehaw is optional. Smiley face. <laughs> Should we do a yeehaw? Oh, we absolutely can because, uh, and I'll drop a teaser. I remember the biggest Western influence on my life and it was the late 80s, early 90s. Tune in tomorrow when you learn where I learned how to yeehaw. Yeehaw. Now I want to sing Sheriff's Callie's theme song.